Good morning. How, how many people like the song, You Are Still Holy? You Are Still Sovereign? Yes. Am I supposed to release you guys? What if I don't want to do that today? Ah, I think my daughter's got something up her sleeve today. Okay, all those who are, what we say, 18 and under can be released. Youth, goodbye. Bon voyage. A bientôt. A bois. Wow, look at them all crowding. Guys, have a good one back there. Okay, who loves the song, You Are Still Holy? You are still sovereign. You're still righteous. And, and, and we, if we sing that song. It's, not, it's an intimate song. I love that song because it draws us close to him. But here's what we've got to understand. Because he is holy, he is the rightful judge. Because he is holy, then we get to, we, we get to celebrate because he loves us so. And I love that song because, it, first of all, I recognize who he is. The disciples came to Jesus and teach us how to pray. And Jesus would say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I don't know about you today. I just, I just want to give him honor for he is holy. But a God who's holy like that, who cannot be amongst sin, who hates sin, still loves us. Figure that out. Us that still have sin in our lives. And so I, I just thank the, I thank the Lord. Lord, thank you today. That still you are holy, you are righteous, you are sovereign, and yet you still choose to love us with an everlasting love. The kind of love, Lord, that you never leave us or forsake us. Though, Lord, we fall short, Lord, you still love us. What an invitation to come to you today. I pray, Father, today, if there's anyone in this place that doesn't know you in a personal way, that personal way, that know that it's sovereign and holy God can love us and draw us close to you. You knock on every man's heart, every woman's heart, and if we hear your voice, we open the doors, you will come in and dine with us and us with you. Lord, you're that kind of God. You're our Father. And I thank you for that kind of love, Lord, that you'll do anything to, to see us come to repentance and come to know you. Lord, I pray for those today that have not committed their lives to you. Lord, that you will show them today those steps. You're right there before them. And Lord, the invitation is out. And I thank you, God, that kind of love coming from a holy and sovereign Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have not given your life to Jesus, do it. And don't be afraid. Don't try to figure it out. You have too many analytical people trying to figure out the processes to get to God. There is no process except through one, and that's Christ Jesus. No other name above heaven and earth given to man that someone can be, someone like you and me can be saved. Isn't that good news? If you're not saved today, if you haven't given your life to him, please do it today. Do it today. Call on his name. He is such a loving father. We're going to go into today's lesson. Uh, we talked about this last week. The freedom of love. The freedom to love. And so here's what I like to do. We're going to go back in 1 Corinthians 13. Everybody know that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Everybody knows it. And it's often at weddings. We know it. And I'm going to say part of it in verse 4. And it is this. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable. Who gets irritable here? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, a few of you. Okay. I never get irritable. I come up. I, I get up early in the morning. 
Uh, early bird gets the, bird, gets the worm. You know what I'm saying? I'm up early. Okay. And not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. And this is where the, it shifts. We talked about this last week also. This is where it really comes down to how can this kind of love exist? This is God's love, isn't it? It's God's love. Then all of a sudden we do this. Finds no, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices what? Does not find any joy in unrighteousness of you or anyone else, but finds what? It rejoices in God's truth. We can see what unrighteousness means. We can see what truth means. So as we go into the next chapter, 7, this is where I want to start. We've been planning here. This will be the third week. It bears all things, believes all things. Today is hopes all things. And we know we're going to come to endures all things. Bears is to cover closely. We talked about this, and I want to, I want to make sure, and I know this may be redundant, but I don't know about you. When I talk about covering, we talked about a, a cloak or something over and, and this is what we got to get to. This is the kind of love. This is, a, this is God is love, is this, that agape love. This kind of love covers over sin. And this, I don't, does anybody have trouble with this? Or is this just me? Am I up here the one kind of stumbling through this? Or do you have trouble loving those around you? I mean, really loving. Oh, no, I love. The Bible says if they love you and you love them, what is that to you? But it also love your enemies. Okay, so is it hard for me? Yes, it's hard for me to be able to cover the sin of someone. To really, to let it go, not let it affect me. Is anybody, husband and wife, you know what I'm saying, can just cover it. Okay, I love my wife, but today, you know, you just have trouble covering things. Be honest. This is the kind of love that I can actually, the things that are wrong me, I can just cover them. And it will not affect the way I think or what I do, especially what I do. But if I cover those things and I can really not see them and I don't feel them, then I can honestly go them into love. I can love them. So even those who persecute you, those who hurt you, can you cover them? That's the power of God's love. Isn't it great that the Spirit of God lives in you? Because you can't do it. Those in there that can't do it, raise your hand. I can't do it. But with Jesus, but with Jesus, you see what I'm saying? With his love, I can. I can cover. I can cover those things. And when I cover the things they've wronged me, they can cover those things they've done wrong, then guess what? I can, I can protect them. I can roof them. I can hold fast to what God sees, the person. And so I want to learn how to do it. How about you? And then we learned how believes all things, believe truth. I'm not, you don't believe in what the world does. You don't, you don't have faith in any of that. You believe in what God says about people. You, and so when I cover, I can then believe that God has a purpose and a plan for that person. There is something good. I can see the value of the person if I can cover them. And I can see potential of God in that person. And I can hold fast and believe what God is going to do in the midst of this. If I can cover that sin... God has the power to forgive, right? And through his love, I can cover those things. And then if I could do that, then I could see the person and believe that God has a, he has a purpose. There is something that's going to rise. He causes all things to work for the good of those who love him. You see what I'm saying? 
So if I love God, there's, there's a purpose even in things. If I cover those things, I know God's going to, he's going to work through this. And I'm going to see him glorified. Isn't that, you and I have an opportunity as we walk this earth to do these kinds of things. And all we have to do is get over ourselves and get interested in others. And then we go into this next one, hopes all things. Hopes all things. It's not the world's hope. And that is to expect actively waiting for God's fulfillment. Expect. When you come to church, you expect. Because God's going to fulfill his promises. See how they're built on truth? So what do I do? I do. I, I cover. I cover the sin, those wrongs that someone's done to me. I cover them. And then I can see, I can, I can see the truth. I can, I can rely on truth. And then I can, through God's help... I can then believe that God is going to do something in the midst of this. I can believe the truth that God speaks in his promises over his people. Now, is this scripture for every person or is this scripture for his church? 1 Corinthians 13 is for his church. Not everybody. There are some people out there that are just plain. Okay, you know what I'm saying. The Bible says very clear, though, there's a 490 times to forgiveness. So can you today, can, you work, can we work together and learn how what a church is supposed to be like? Can we learn how to cover things that people have done, the wrongs, cover, and then believe what God can do in a midst based on his truth? I know God. And then come to a place that we can hope. The hope is expecting this kind of hope does not say, well, I hope that God can hear my voice. No, because I have truth. I'm relying on truth. I believe in that truth. Now, guess what happens? The hope I can expect things are going to happen. Does it make sense? So hopes all things. All things of God. Who believes the promises? Anybody here? Who's memorized scripture in here? How many people have allowed the scripture to be written on your hearts? You say, do you believe that? That's been written on your heart. Do you believe it today? But God writes in his word and you memorize, God, I believe this word. I believe this word. And then it's written. And the Holy Spirit leads you to truth. Okay, so let's, let's move this. You see how 1 Corinthians is coming alive? You see what this really means? So let's go into this today. I'm going to go into the beliefs. Let's first of all, hit believe all things. I'm going to go back one step. And I want you to do two scriptures. So there's many more. Two of them. And whatever things you ask in prayer, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. See how the important of believing all things? Anything you ask in prayer, believing it shall be given to you. You shall receive. And all things are possible to him who believes. Believes all things. So what it is it? Bear all things, believes all things, leads us to hopes all things. Now, if you can believe like that, when you pray and you can believe, or you can, all things are possible for those who believe, then all of a sudden you get to the word hope. That's why it's all progression. The whole, the, 1 Corinthians 13 is in progression. And when we reach this part, when it, trans, it transitions to what we can't rejoice in unrighteousness, but we can within truth. 
Right? When we see that, all of a sudden, now we get ourselves based in truth of God's word. Now we can go to this section where it talks about bears all things, believes all things, and now what? Hope. Hope is to expect. It's not that if it will happen. It will happen. You see? Those things you ask for and believe will be given to you. You shall receive. And all things are possible for you who believe. Now, what makes a difference now? Can you see the potential of what can happen when you have a disagreement? Can you see now when you have an opportunity to get your cover out and you can say, no, this is an opportunity. If I go to this person today, the Bible says I need to keep brothers, sisters accountable. But if you go to them with a blanket and you believe this scripture, what can happen now? Everything's saying, you know what? He leaves the 99 to the 1. And so now I'm starting to understand how many ones have I missed? And this is where it comes down. And I don't know about you. If you feel any, and, and I'm not here to pressure with the word of God, none of that. I mean, Holy Spirit does its own conviction. But I tell you what, how many have I missed? Because I didn't take my blanket. So I want to go to my brother and say, you know, you know, the God's word says this. Physical exercises of some value. No, I'm just kidding. I just went back to that. What, what, can you imagine if I go to that person rather than, well, I'm going to, oh, they're, they're wrong. And I'm going to go to them and I'm going to tell them they're wrong. If brother sins against me, I'm going to go to them and tell them their sin. So I don't go with an unforgiving heart. I don't even go. I just went, I have proof that you have done wrong. You have sinned against me. So I am choosing, I'm going to follow God's word. I'm choosing to go to you. Now, what did I forget? So do I even, should I even represent Jesus? No, I'm going in truth. I'm going with God's word says. And so I can go and I can, I can bring the word to you. Because you know you're wrong. I'm going to prove it to you. Or should I bring my blanket? Should learn how to cover first. Bear all things. Well, then, Lord, because you love me, because you first loved me, because you died on the cross, you have forgiven me of my sin. Should I not go to them and cover? Then I can believe all things. The word of his truth. If I have a capability of covering a multitude of sin, love, his love. Now, guess what I can do? I can believe. What can God do in the midst of this? What can he do? What's the potential in this disagreement? Do you see the power you have? Power of his love, it is amazing. And then once you believe, now I hope all things. I expect Based on his truth, what can happen in my disagreement? What if I clouded my mind? Do I have a plank in my eye and trying to pick out a speck in my brother's eye because now I've covered it. I don't even see it. I go to them in real love. What can happen now in this disagreement? Boy, wouldn't it be good if, if we had learned this? It's like, Jesus, when I came to know you, could you open up my skull Take out the bad brain, <laughs> you know, the bad thinking, and put in the good one. Can I 
what can I, what can I do with my family? How much, can I go back in years and redo things? The times I forgot my blanket, but I just wanted to point it out. Who's guilty in here? Raise your hand. You see, if we would have just known, God, you love me so much. You so love the world that you gave your only begotten son, that whoever believes in you should not perish but have everlasting life. If I knew that kind of love, see, that's where we need to transform. That's why the Bible says I renew the mind. I'm so thankful for this scripture. I'm so thankful that when I was reading it, God said, stop right here. And as I started to open it up, I started to see a progression of his love. And I thought, boy, I've missed it. I've missed it. But I'm learning. Hope's all things. Let's go into hope's all things. Let's find out what it means to really hope. I mean, not in the world, but what Jesus has. Okay, hope's all things. Romans 8, 24 and 25. Who likes Romans 8? Maybe see the hands of those. That is such a good chapter. Oh, goodness. Romans 8, 24 and 25. For in hope we have been saved. I'll stop right there. <laughs> in hope you are saved. That puts it real clear, wasn't it? I mean, I am saved because I'm in that kind of hope. I, when someone says you can be forgiven of all your sin, just come to Jesus. Jesus invites you. Do you know when you come before God, God's son Jesus, you can be delivered of all sin. Everybody believe that? You've been delivered of all sin and made new. All things become new. All things pass away. So isn't that good? I can look and say, thank you, Jesus, for in hope, that kind of hope, not that maybe it will happen. How many people believe when someone gives you the, the message of Christ that you say, well, maybe it happened to me. I hope it happened to me. Maybe there's a lot of people who say, well, I don't know. Tell me when Jesus comes into your life, you know, don't you? When you come in your, when he comes in your life, you say, I am different. I don't think the same way. The things I used to hold fast to, I don't need them. How many people know what I'm saying? When you humble yourself before God and you call upon his name, you shall be saved. And when you are saved, you are saved. I mean, you may not have life figured out, but you say right at this moment, I, you see the hope? It's not a reasoning. It's not like, well, maybe because this has happened. No, it's a, a surety that I'm saved. How many people are saved today? You see, when you raise your hand, that's hope. In that hope, you are saved. I just love that. That's grounding. That's the hope we, t we talk about today. For in hope, we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. That's the world's hope. Now, if I go out, I hope my car starts. But I don't know until I go there and I have to start my car. Yeah, it started. Woohoo! I get to go. My car started. So I had hope in it. It's not it, man. That's the world. Supernatural hope. The hope that you're saved. You are set free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm so thankful when I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. He says, I will give you a gift called the Holy Spirit, and he will live in you. And he will seal the promise 
of your salvation. I'm so thankful that the Spirit came into me. And then I could see. Now my eyes can see. For the God, Satan, the God of this age, has what? Blinded the minds of those who do not believe so that they cannot see the glory of Christ. Isn't it nice? You know you're saved. You know how I know that you're saved is that you can see God's glory. Today I was back here and I was just sitting back and I was giving God praise. How many people? I just love to give God praise. I can't sing, but I could sure praise. When it gets to heaven, he says, that's a good job, Jim. Now, you all might think that it's not so good because you hear the off key, but it's good when it gets there. I'm back here praising God, and I see the glory of Christ. You know how I see it? As those who are reaching for. You see, that's hope because there's belief and there's trust in what God has said and done. And I sit back here, and I see those reaching for his glory. Reaching for the virtue of Jesus, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, drives a woman to go through the crowds, such a crowd that she could hardly get through, such a crowd that was never described in the New Testament, any other place, that kind of crowd, so many people, and the disciples say, well, how do you know someone touched you? Everyone's on you. Because virtue, the power of Jesus, went into the woman because she reached with all of her heart. Glory of Christ. It's here and now. That's good news for me. That's good news for me. For in hope we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? That's not hope at all. But if we hope for what we do not see, we persevere Perseverance. Thank you. I couldn't, you know, are you a teacher? You can come in. No, okay. Sometimes, no, that's good. I like that. You can be my autocorrect today. You're, you're totally, man. Sometimes my mouth does not form around a word. Thank you, though. Perseverance. Perseverance. Thank you. We wait eagerly for it. We wait eagerly for it. Is that like expectation? You wait for it. It's not like, will it come? May it come? I don't know. It might. I think I might. It may. Or it's like, it will be here. I'm just waiting for it. How many people are waiting for something today? Eagerly waiting, knowing it's coming, right? I see that hand. I see that hand. Knowing it's coming. Not just could it come. I know it's coming. See, that's hope. That's the difference of God's hope and the world's hope. And here's where it is. It's right in the middle of 1 Corinthians 13 when he is disciplining a church who starts to do gifts without love. In the middle of church service, gifts are being done, and everybody's going, wow, look at the gifts. And God says that's a clanging cymbal and a sounding gong because in the midst, nobody has their blankets. Nobody covers the cover. Nobody loves to that extent. You just want to be seen. You want seen. And I'm telling you, the greatest hope is in the unseen. The greatest is what you eagerly wait for. And if we come expecting in this place, eagerly awaiting for God's answer because you believe it and you hope in it, the power 
We have a chance as a church body to cover, to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things. You see the power in that? We haven't even got to endurance yet. I'm telling you, if we can do this, God's love can be, you can see the glory of Jesus. You're not blinded. You get to celebrate him and let it move you. Because I can't wait. It is happening in here. I can look around and see God's glory. Thank you, Lord, for remembering me. 10, 23 to 25, I'm going to close. Let us hold fast to what? The confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering. <laughs> Who has hope today in what Jesus has done? Who has hope right now that you've been saved? You, got, you are saved and set free, and you don't even think about it. You say, God, I know it. I have hope in it. In that hope, you are saved. I love that. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises is what? Faithful. Mm. He's faithful. God, the sovereign, holy God is faithful to me and you. That I never understand. That's called love. God can cover with a blanket. He believes in me. He hopes through me. I'm telling you, this is the amazing God. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to what? Love and good deeds. You, I'm telling you, if you love like this, good deeds are going to come. If you love like this, I'm telling you, there, there is nothing to stop good deeds to happen right in the midst. You, will find, you won't even have to be motivated. Hey, Robert, why don't you get up and do this? You won't, I won't even have to do it. If love is in this place, he will get up and do it. You won't, you won't even, it won't be asking, hey, can you see that person over here? It'll be like love would flow. People would do, good deeds would follow his love. This will be an amazing place. No other place like it. You can't get it any other place except in the presence of the almighty God. The sovereign one and the holy one. Stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together. Boy, isn't church good? Do not forsake meeting together. Oh, as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. What does that mean? It says, Jesus says, get together, folks. If you're going to love like this, you will be so encouraged when you come to church. It's not necessarily just the song. It's not the prayer. It's not the announcement of a state champion coming here. But all of that is so good in the midst of love. That's family. I don't know about you. I want to be in that family. I just want to hang out at it. That's, I love being here because I get to experience that. My wife, she would have to, if, I, if I'm on my deathbed, you do whatever you want. But if I'm not dying, you bring me here. Because there's no other place I'd rather be. None. Because we get to learn how to cover, bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, right here, right now. And if you do, let his gifts come. What an amazing time. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that you love us so much. Ah, Lord, I'm just learning your love. 
I've known you for a long time, but Lord, I'm so thankful that you stopped me right in the middle of this scripture. And I'm so thankful that you're teaching me. Lord, teach me how to cover. Teach me how to bear all things, to protect. Lord, to bring a roof over, to cover those things of wrong so I may protect the person. Lord, let me cover in the name of Jesus. And then, Lord, you say to believe all things, believing in your word, believing in your promises, standing firm on those things, believing, God, that you can work anything through. Those who believe, what's impossible? Nothing's impossible for those who believe. Lord, even those things we agree upon, Lord, by your will, we believe they should be given to us. Lord, I'm so thankful that this is happening. And Lord, then on top of that, believe all things is hope all things. Lord, expecting because your word says so. And if we can love one another, we can believe all things and then hope all things in that. Father, what can happen right here and now? I'm so thankful, Lord, that you're in this church. I'm so thankful that you inhabit the praises of your people. And we lift up your son, Jesus. You will be here in the midst of us. That's why attitudes change. That's why atmospheres change. Because Jesus, your spirit, shows up. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I thank you, Father, to this day. Lord, do your work in us that we may be able to love others as you have loved us. In Jesus' name.